Welcome to Embrace Live Thrive, a podcast to encourage women that depression and anxiety are not normal parts of motherhood. To realize that taking care of yourself is important and you, mom, are worthy of care, and that is the best way to care for your family. Join me as we talk through issues in mental, social, nutritional, physical health, and so much more. Now is the time to start talking and admit that motherhood is the hardest thing we have ever done, but also the most rewarding. I hope you were able to listen as I tell you that it is okay to not be okay, but what is not okay is to stay there. I hope to equip you with tools, tips, resources to help get you through some of life's most exhausting moments. And at the end of the day, realize that you are the best mom out there for your family. Hey guys, it's Dr. Sarah Meyer, and today my good friend, Dr. Callie Fisher, returns to the podcast, and she comes back on to share about such an important topic, our menstrual cycle. Now, before you say, ooh, that's really uncomfortable, or possibly switch to another episode, please hear us out. Dr. Callie does a phenomenal job helping us understand that, yes, certain things about your cycle may be common, but not normal. Prolonged heavy flow, severe PMS, severe migraines, going months between cycles, all common, not normal. This conversation is one every woman needs to hear because a lot of us have just let go of certain things around our cycle because that's just part of being a woman. Being a woman is a beautiful, empowering role and something that we should not just survive. Please check out Dr. Callie. All of her contact information is in the show notes. Also, be sure to scope out Embrace Live Thrive's social and website to stay up to date on all of our awesome upcoming events. So guys, please listen and hear what Dr. Callie is trying to teach. Let's listen in. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening today. I have another really cool interview for you today. We have someone back on the podcast. Dr. Callie is back on the podcast. We were just talking through this. So she was back. She was episode number seven back in the day. And now is episode 108. How crazy is that? So I'm super excited to have her back on. She's one of my favorite people. We have continued to connect and grow as friends and as colleagues. So I'm really excited. Dr. Callie, if you would take a second and just remind us who you are and how specifically you practice. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me again. It's crazy to think back to that time because I feel yeah. like I'm a whole different person now Absolutely. that I was then. So all great things. So I'm Dr. Callie Fisher. I am a Gonstag chiropractor in Weldon Spring, Missouri. Uh-huh. And I've been practicing for four years now. I have a family practice. I always say from womb to tomb is how we should take care of people and everything in between. So I love it's the best job in the world. Okay. So tell us what's specifically different or unique with Gongstead. Uh, Gonstead is a technique of adjusting. It takes into account the biomechanics of the spine as well as the neurology of the spine because our spine is really just a house for the nerve system. Uh-huh. And so we work very closely. People think of chiropractors, they think of bone doctors, but we're really nervous system doctors. Yeah. So we work very closely with that. Gonstead specifically, we look at five different criteria when we check patients. We use full spine weight bearing x rays. We do a heat scan at every visit. We use visualization. So we watch people walk. We look mm-hmm. at their skin, if their head's tilted off one way or another. We palpate with our hands so we feel their spine. And, um, we take a full health history because understanding someone's underlying issues yeah. actually help us find out different areas in their spine that could have been affecting them for years and sometimes even decades. 
So fascinating. I love the fact that you're just really taking that whole person picture in. The further I go on my health journey, the more importance I understand of how I have to understand how my whole body is functioning, not just one unique part. And guys, we're going to do a dive into talking about the menstrual cycle and Dr. Callie's story specifically about her journey through that and how her chiropractic care has really helped her. So tell us, Dr. Kelly, how has Gongstead helped you with your irregularities? That's a great question. And I'm glad that you said the thing about the body working together because mm-hmm. our medical minds, a lot of times we we think of it in sections, but it's really, you know, where it all works together. It's like a mm-hmm. symphony. And Gongstead works specifically with the nerve system, like I said, and the nerve system controls literally everything in the body. Yeah. So if there's something off there, it can affect things in the long run. So for me personally, I grew up in chiropractic. My dad was a chiropractor. I was adjusted my whole life. And, uh, when I was an undergrad, I got in a motorcycle accident where I came off the bike at 60 miles per hour. Uh, It was terrible. It was terrifying. I probably should have broken lots of bones and bled lots, but I didn't. And it was a blessing that, uh, I wasn't hurt as bad as I could have been. Yeah. So so I dealt with low back pain ever since then. It was a severe accident. It makes sense to hurt, right. When you come out of something like that. Um, but that happened. And as the years went on, I just started noticing these other changes in my body that I just chalked up to being a normal part of, of my health, like constipation, I had incontinence and then my menses was just, just so out of whack. I would have severe cramping. I would have periods that would last a week, a week and a half Mm -hmm. and just heavy, heavy, heavy menses. And back then I just thought it was normal. Like this is just this is just what it's like to be a woman, right. <laughs> I guess. And yeah. I, was only, I was only about 20, 21 at the time. Wow. And uh, so, and I was a late bloomer. So yeah. I hadn't had many up until this point. Oh, funny. Uh, <laughs> but I just, I didn't realize that common was the same thing as normal. Gotcha. So it's common for people to have symptoms. It's common to cramp. It's common to bleed a lot or bleed a little, right? Everybody's Mm -hmm. cycle is a little bit different. And that was just normal. It's normal to have a different cycle. And honestly, as I was preparing to talk with you today, Mm -hmm. I Google searched like normal period just to see what come up. And the the findings that that came up were crazy to me. It was like, yeah, normal periods, two to 10 days. That's a huge gap. Like that's not normal. So just because a lot of people struggle with menses doesn't mean that it should be a struggle. Normally, our body should secrete the inner lining of our uterus between two and five, two and seven days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what that period should look like is it should be two days of a heavier flow. Mm-hmm. And then it's supposed to taper off as the, those few days, next two days come about. Yeah. Cramping should be minimal. Mm-hmm. Um for me, when I went through it, I would get cramping so bad. I wouldn't, couldn't go to classes. Yeah. I couldn't go to work. I had migraines. Migraines aren't normal. These things that we just chalk them up to, to being our, our livelihood now are yeah. just, they're not normal. Yeah. And I, I think it goes back to what we were talking about is when it's the only thing you've ever experienced, it becomes your normal. And that's one of the things that I want to talk through today is really help women be aware of what is actually expected for a normal menstrual cycle and and what are things that should be dealt with and addressed. So 
super heavy bleeding for multiple days, severe cramping that you can't function, severe migraines that you can't function. These are all things that are indications of some hormonal imbalances. And Gonstead is something that can really benefit and it helps you. Yeah, for sure. And even the opposite of that too, Sarah, like people that aren't having menses, they go like months on end and Mm -hmm. not bleeding. Like that's not common. When I started getting care, I went in because I actually was an offender bender. So I was going in for something else for a neck pain. And uh, the doc that I was seeing said to me, well, your low back's the problem. And I said, no, 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 my neck's the problem. And so he he educated me on the importance of it and how Gonstead affects that. So mm-hmm. specifically with Gonstead, we take this full approach. So when, mm-hmm. when someone comes in, we take a full health history. When I understand someone's period, depending on what's going on. So those two examples we gave of somebody that's bleeding all the time, bleeding like a lot, heavy, heavy, heavy periods, or mm-hmm. even someone that has a period every, let's say 22 days, because a normal period should be about 28 days, mm-hmm. give or take. Uh, but let's say someone's having a period every 20 days or so, very heavy flow, very heavy cramping. That area of the spine is a different area than the opposite, which is someone who goes months without bleeding. Yeah. And that has a lot to do with our nervous system. In our mm-hmm. nervous system, we have sympathetic and parasympathetic. A lot of people have heard the sympathetic nerve system. It's our right. fight or flight, right? Yeah. Everybody has heard that before. You're running from a bear. Right. Uh, <laughs> the opposite is our rest and digest. And a lot of people live in this fight or flight all the time. Yes. So different areas of the spine are going to either speed up or slow down our period. Mm-hmm. And so those pieces of information through the Gonstead system of analysis, the history when I run the heat reader down the spine, that tells me what area of the spine neurologically is being affected. And so when I started seeing this doc, he said, the lumbar spine, your your low back, or like the, the crook of your low back where you put a lumbar support. Uh, mm-hmm. I was severely hurt when I got in the motorcycle accident when I was 21. And mm-hmm. I actually had a chunk of my bone chipped off of part of the vertebra. Oh my gosh. Um, so it was a hard fall. <laughs> but uh, that area plugs into the ovaries and affects estrogen and your estrogen levels. And so that's what created such a heavy flow for me in such a bad period. (laughs) Yeah. And so how long when you were being treated, did it take for you to start noticing improvements with the constipation, with the incontinence, all of that stuff? Mm -hmm. You know, it's different from person to person. Uh Hormones specifically are very hard to change. Yeah, Uh, Pain is an easy thing. You know, you can get adjusted a handful of times and feel way better. Uh, But hormones are an entire system. And I wanted to make sure I made this point today because we always think of hormones. We think of sex hormones, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, but we have over 50 different hormones in our body. And so Mm -hmm. when one gets off, they all get off. It's like juggling tennis balls, right? You're juggling 10, just fine. And I throw an 11th ball to you. Do you drop just that 11th ball or do you drop all of them? Right. Um, They all get out of whack. They all get out of balanced. And so hormones are a lot harder to change because getting to the root of like where that's coming from, because sometimes people can have a thyroid problem that's actually Mm -hmm. affecting their estrogen levels or a cortisol problem, which is our stress hormone that's affecting estrogen levels. They're a lot harder to change. For me personally, it took a few months. I think after about six months, I finally was like, wait a second the last two periods I had weren't as bad as I remember them being. And so from that point forward, you know, I've consistently got adjusted and and I've not gone back because it's the only thing that's helped me. Yeah. 
That's incredible. What an awesome alternative to some of the other options that are out there to manage hormonal imbalances. So from your experience, Dr. Callie, what are a few of the most common menstrual irregularities that you see? Yeah, we've talked about a lot of them. I think the more common one that I see is my story of Mm -hmm. just heavy, 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 cramping, 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 lots of migraines. These are all body signs, right? You're Mm -hmm. telling your body when you have symptoms, it's not necessarily the symptom that's the problem. Yes, it's not fun to have those symptoms, but it's your body telling you something's going on. Right. Another one, the rarer side is the opposite. I feel like, at least in my experience, I've seen Mm -hmm. more people with that problem because, again, we're always stuck in in our sympathetic Mm -hmm. and our parasympathetic can't get control. But I see the same. People go three months without having a menses. And then that a lot of times will lead to infertility because Mm -hmm. if you're not ovulating, which then plays a huge emotional factor to it. So there's, it's just, that's really why we look at the body as a system because all these Mm -hmm. things uh, interconnect, but yep. Heavy flow, migraines, lack of periods, heavy cramping, fatigue. I mean, we, we are cyclical people, like cyclical animals. Every month, every 28 days, our hormonal cycle does this, for lack of a better word, roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. So we do should see phases of high energy when we ovulate, but then lower energy when we, we menstruate. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be this huge roller coaster, it shouldn't be right. this huge dive into fatigue. And another one that I forgot to mention now is PMSing, like yeah. that, those like high highs and lows of PMSing. Those are just signals of your body saying, hey, you really need to pay attention. Something's going on. Tell us a little bit more about how the Gongstead really supports hormone balance. A really good analogy. It's very simplistic. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not this simple, but um, a lot of times I explain it to some people as a kink in a hose. So I mentioned the lumbars, the low back affecting the ovaries and affecting sex hormones. So if you think about the brain and the body communicating, because that's how our body produces mm-hmm. estrogen, our brain tells our body, hey, we're this time of the month, we need to secrete more estrogen prepare Mm -hmm. the uterus to implant. And then the the ovary replies back, Hey, we've got enough. Let's decrease that. So that now we can go into menstruation through chiropractic. Or when we see problems, if there is a misalignment in the spine that puts pressure on a nerve or creates inflammation, which puts Mm -hmm. pressure on the nerve, it's like kinking a hose. You're not getting those signals to the end organ properly. So a lot of times we have miscommunication between the brain and the body. I also use the analogy of a bad cell phone connection, right? There you go. Trying to talk to someone on the phone and they are in a terrible area, terrible service. You're getting every other word. That's the same thing when it comes to this. So with chiropractic, through the adjustment, we're reestablishing motion in those joints where there's a misalignment that's putting pressure on the nerve. And then the body can now unkink that hose, allow those signals to better communicate with the body, the brain. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And as a very visual person, I can really appreciate the kink in the hose, like how often you're trying to do something, try to water something and you're like, there's nothing coming out. And then (laughs) then you're like, oh, so that makes a lot of sense how there are things in our spine that can be similar. Once we unkink them, it allows it to flow naturally again. Which is really weird because who would think that, you know, adjusting the spine could affect my menstruation? Like it sounds crazy. It seems counterintuitive, but yes. yes. Yeah. If you really think about it. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. 
for the woman that might be listening who's either struggling with irregularities or possibly feeling that PMS, that huge hormonal fluctuation, which is contributing to mood fluctuations, what are some of your favorite tips that they can get started to help support their bodies and their hormones? Sure. Some of the biggest things, a lot, like I mentioned earlier, they're, all of our hormones are connected. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest hormones that affects our sex hormone is cortisol. Yeah. And cortisol is a stress hormone. Whenever we experience stress, whether that be physical stress, emotional stress, or even chemical stress, mm-hmm. our body produces cortisol. And mm-hmm. so increases of cortisol are going to change the levels of estrogen in our body. Yeah. So the biggest thing is removing stress from your life. And I say stress lightly because people think emotional stress. Right. But stress can come in any form. Physical stress, mm-hmm. you know, go for walks, give your light workouts. It doesn't have to be anything hard. You don't have to go do uh, forge theory and kill yourself. In fact, that's right. almost more stressful to your body. Yeah. But going for walks, light workouts, getting your body moving, chemical stresses are the things that we put in our skin, on our skin, in our mouths, in our in our air. Those yeah. are increasing cortisol levels in our body, as well as emotional stress. Mm-hmm. So as much as you can cut that out of your life as well. Life is stressful. We're stuck in right. fight or flight all the time. Doing those things are super important. Also, a, a chemical stressor that I meant to to mention is inflammatory foods. So mm-hmm. Yeah. People are always trying to diet. I always tell people the best thing to cut out of your your diet is just sugar, flour, and dairy. Those are the highest inflammatory foods and they're part of our American diet. Uh Uh, And it's hard to do, uh, but as much as you can cut them out, right? In moderation. Reduce. Yeah. Yeah. Reduce. It's Mm -hmm. not cold turkey. (laughs) I like my lattes with some whole milk, but (laughs) I'm not going to cut them out completely. Uh, Yeah. Maybe maybe just not every single day. Maybe. Or maybe add some almond milk. I don't know. (laughs) But those are the biggest things, really cutting out the stressors in our life. Of course, getting adjusted, that's going to help open up those channels, unkinking that hose. But those are the big few things to really focus on. What I I really want you guys to hear from this conversation and, and hopefully pull from this conversation. If you are sitting there and you feel like there's something going on with your body, there's something going on with your hormones, there's something going on with your cycle, and you go to maybe an OB or a doctor and they're like, oh, well, that's just normal. It's not. You know your body. You know what feels right and what doesn't. It's it's time to really tune into that and and trust yourself. So if you are struggling or you feel like you're struggling, keep looking for answers. Dr. Kelly is a p- great place to go for answers. I I hope that you guys will seek her out and check her out as far as some of this support, but you have to be your own advocate and you have to keep asking until you get the answers that make sense to you. Unfortunately, sometimes that takes longer than I would like, but that's one of my goals of this podcast is to really expose you to a lot of these really cool options to get answers faster. So in saying that, Dr. Kelly, if we want to find you, (laughs) what are the best ways to get to you? Uh, Absolutely. The easiest ways through social media Mm-hmm. I, I have uh, Dr. Callie is my Instagram, Dr. Callie Fisher on Facebook. 
and just reach out to me. Uh, my email is drcallyfisher at gmail.com. Those are the easiest ways to reach me. Pretty simple. I do want to uh, elaborate on what you just said, though. Yeah. Just advocate for yourself. You do know your body better than anybody else. And I can sit back here and talk about what the body should be doing. And you're mm-hmm. sitting there thinking, but this is literally how it's been for 30 plus years. Yeah. So it can be really overwhelming. And finding someone in your area or somebody who thinks a little bit differently because we are, we're trained in our culture to have one instant gratification of like, Oh, I have these symptoms. I want them to go away now. So we take my all or we do whatever we can do to get rid of them. And we don't actually get to the root of it or two, we just throw prescriptions at it, which puts a whole nother factor into the hormone imbalance thing. Like Mm -hmm. birth control isn't the answer to an irregular period. Um, And I never shame anybody for being on it and using it, but it really does add another factor into hormone balance. And even if it doesn't affect some women crazily and they have crazy symptoms Mm -hmm. and other people, it doesn't affect as much, but that doesn't mean that it's not having the same effect on your body. Yes. I just really want people to research and dig in. And like, when you hear people like this talk, be willing to go and dig a little bit deeper because Mm -hmm. there's a lot, there's things out there. It's harder to find, but you just got to trust your intuition because it's probably right. Yeah. Trust your gut peeps. I have learned that over and over again recently (laughs) that if my gut says one thing, I, I got to follow it because yeah, often it's, it's right. So guys, I'm going to put all of her contact information in the show notes. So that way we can, you can find her super, super simple. Dr. Kelly, this has been wonderful. Now I get to get to my favorite question. (laughs) We're wrapping up. What is your favorite form of self-care? I'm so glad you asked this question because when you you asked me when we did this first podcast, Uh I was like, I don't know what I'm going to tell her. I don't do self-care. I don't know what self-care is really, <laughs> which is so sad because self-care can be literally anything and whatever yes. brings you joy, right? My favorite self-care is going to a coffee shop, buying a delicious coffee, sitting, reading a Bible study, reading a book, listen to a podcast, just yeah. Treat yourself to a nice cup of coffee and just enjoy learning about something new or digging yeah. into the Bible, like whatever it is, like just getting away and yeah, secluding myself like that. But oh, definitely I, has changed since the last time we talked. I love that in the two years since we interviewed last, that that has come to something you've realized. Like, I love it. Yeah. And it, it really speaks to your growth mindset and understanding yourself and and we're we're all on a journey. So what is your self-care today may not be your self-care in two more years. And and that's okay because we're all changing and growing and and becoming new people every day. So I think that's fantastic. I have also grown to love a good cup of coffee and have my <laughs> my spots now throughout yeah. the St. Louis area, depending yes. on who I'm meeting, where, where I'm going to end up and go. But this has been so good. It's been such a great conversation. I think this is really an important topic that, that too many women like, ooh, it's uncomfortable. It's gross. We're not going to talk about it. And we're just going to pretend that it it doesn't happen when in reality, we're really struggling. Guys, your body is beautiful. It's been made beautiful and we can do awesome things. How many <laughs> people can grow life? We can. And it's just a super cool thing that we get to experience. And as a part of that, we have a monthly cycle. 
And that's all there is to it. Not good, bad, wrong, or gross. It just is. And so understanding more about your body and understanding how to support your body is key when it comes to self-care. Definitely. Yeah. And feel free to reach out. I love answering questions. Even if you're not in the St. Louis area, I want to help as much as I can. Because like you said, our bodies are powerful. Mm -hmm. We do not give them enough respect. Um, We just a lot of times think we're broken or we're a mess or, you know, I couldn't tell you how many times I hear that a day of people coming and telling me how broken they are. And I'm like, you're not broken. Your body's doing the best that it can with what it has right now. We just need to support it. We're amazing beings. Oh, it's so good. Okay, guys, go check her out. Find her on all the socials. Email her if you need. Guys, thanks for listening and have a great day.